Hey everyone, welcome to season 14 of the Nonprofit Ace Podcast. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I know that I've been out of pocket. Life, be life in. So this season is going to be a combo. So we've got an interview for you, so I'm really excited about, as well as some replays because it's 990 season, everyone. And because I've been a little MIA, I wanted to give you all a giveaway. What you have is going to be when you hear the episode for Rebecca Rodriguez. I love talking to her. I've got a couple of things. She has an amazing book that I want you to check out. So if you are saying like, hey, I'm a nonprofit or I'm thinking about starting a nonprofit, this book is for you. And what I want you all to do is be sure to follow us on Instagram, subscribe to the podcast. Once you're subscribed, check out the episodes, download your favorite and tag Synergy in a post on Instagram telling us your favorite takeaway from that episode. We're going to run this for two weeks. And at the end, we will give away five copies of Rebecca's book to people who have tagged us again with your favorite takeaway from one of our episodes. So excited to get you all a copy of this book and to see what you've learned. All right. Thanks so much for subscribing to Synergy's Nonprofit Ace podcast. And before we get into the episode, got to give you this disclaimer. Any accounting, business, or tax advice in this podcast is not intended as a thorough, in-depth analysis of your specific issues. It's not the substitute for a formal opinion. It is not good enough to avoid tax-related penalties. Gotta tell you this because don't want y'all coming for me. Hey, welcome back. We are talking about 990s again. In case you did not hear the last episode, the 990 is the IRS formed for an informational return for nonprofits. This season, I want you to get a better understanding of the return and how it fits into the foundational pieces for a healthy nonprofit. Those pieces being your mission, your priorities, your tools, and storytelling. So today, I want to talk all about the mission. The IRS wants you to be great. I know... When you're doing like your personal return, it doesn't feel like that. I feel like they're like out to get me. But when I'm doing it for a client for their 990, I genuinely feel like, oh yeah, like the IRS is trying to make this easier-ish. They're wanting to make sure that at the very least, your organization is saying, we exist for what we started out for. For that reason, on the return, it acts like, what is your mission? It is upfront. It is not the first question, but it is within that first half of that page of questions, at least if you're filing electronically. One of the reasons for that is because the IRS grants you your tax exemption based off what you say your mission is. So if you say your mission is taking care of cats and all they see in your activities and your accomplishments is that you've been adding some dogs and guinea pigs and some horses, it's not really adding up. Another reason why I think the 990s are great tool to expand on your mission is that transition year between moving from a 990N, that's that informational postcard where you're just saying, yes, we still exist for our mission, to filing an easy and beyond where you're saying, no, this is what our mission is. And this is your time to do a gut check, to say, this is what we started off with. Is that still what we're doing? Another thing with the IRS, when you're talking about your mission, is are you a public charity? So in the first episode, our general overview of the 990, I mentioned the Schedule A. So Schedule A is where they talk about public support. 
if you say you are a charity, you say that you want to do good in the community. How is that actually playing out? Is the community buying into what you're selling? And this comes into play when they're saying, hey, at least a third of our support is coming from donors. And this is just saying you have a wide donor base. You're not a private foundation. You're not just getting it from one or two people who are going to try to have like a lot of control. Those are private foundations. You're saying we have a wide pool of people. People all over are giving us money specifically for this cause. Sometimes though, that's not the case. Sometimes you don't have a wide area support. This can come into play because you may start doing a fee-for-service. You may start having some other sales, some taxable revenue, and it may get to the point where you're like, ooh, we are dropping below that one-third mark. Are we truly a public charity? There is a test. There is facts and circumstances. You have to consider, are we usually getting that public support? And this is a really good reason why you have to be in tune with your mission and how is it being perceived by others. If you are inconsistent with your mission, if your mission changes with your audience, then it's going to be hard to get that public support. And so consistently, is your mission the same? And I'm not saying that you can't change a couple of words, but at its core, are you doing what you set out to when your organization started? Are you still doing that? Do you need to revise? You can tell the IRS, hey, where mission is changing. There's nothing wrong with that. But those things, your mission is why the public is going to give you money. So I think the 990 is a great time for you to get a gut check to see, hey, are we still in alignment or are we not? Are we not in alignment anymore? Do we need to revise our mission? Is the community not understanding our mission? It gives you a good gauge to say, hmm, we're dropping or we're rising in terms of the public support. The other things in that, back to the test, um, the other thing in the test is, are you continuously soliciting? So it's not just, oh, on occasion we ask for money, but are you continuously saying, hey, we need money? Do you have a something on your website? Are you doing fundraising events? Are you actively pursuing donors? Another test to see, okay, you might be below that third, but you are still actively pursuing. Do you have a diverse donor base? So are lots of different people giving you money? And lastly, and this is why most organizations will still have their status, even if they are falling below that one third threshold is, you are impacting a large population. So that's why you have to be very intentional about your mission and the work that it is that you're setting out to do. Because if you're saying, well, we only help green-eyed, red-haired people in the state of Nebraska who lives in Salina, who have a grade point average of 4.7, that gets too specific. That is not a broad enough category of people. Maybe it is. I used to live in Nebraska. So Salina, I didn't see that many people. I didn't really stop very often. But if you're saying like, oh, we only impact this small population, that gets to be a harder requirement. And it's not because you're saying we only help redheads or green eye. It's all of those layered components that you've narrowed it down so that you can't really tell. How are you helping a general population? How are you helping a large number of people if you have so many requirements? 
So those are the things that you want to keep in mind um, when you are trying to think about, are we still in line with our mission? Think about what are you communicating to the general public? Think about, are you actively looking for donations? Who is donating to you? And who are you serving? Like how big, how wide is the pool of the people that donate to you and who you serve? One thing I wanted to mention here, because I didn't mention it last time, but I do want you guys to think about it, is one of the reasons why nonprofits lose their tax-exempt status, the easiest way to lose your tax-exempt status, is failure to file your 990. If you do not file your 990, that includes your postcard. For three years, you would automatically lose your status because you have not told the IRS, we still exist. We still are following our mission. (laughs) And so they will automatically revoke your status. There are other penalties. You could, in fact, have intended to file. You know, you missed the deadline, but you did file. There are late penalties. And there are also penalties for if you got a notice and said, hey, you filed this was incorrect. Can you submit updated information? If you get a new due date and you don't submit, the IRS will fine you. The person who is responsible for filing the form will end up getting fined. So the organization can be fined for failing to file. The person can be fined for missing that new due date. And if you just don't file at all, you can face automatic revocation. So keep that in mind when you're wondering, oh, is it worth it? Yes. If you went through all the trouble of saying we want to be a tax-exempt organization, it is always worth it to file your return. File it on time or file an extension and then file new return on time. And always um, be sure that you are staying in alignment with your mission. Hope this helps. Hope you feel better equipped to handle the IRS Form 990 and knowing how it fits into your mission. It is really just a time for you to gut check and say, we are meeting what we set out to do. We are getting the support from the public and we are supporting the community. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, do send me a message. I am on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Synergy Accounting Advisory. And you can find me on LinkedIn. Hope you guys have a great day. Bye. Bye.